Welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, where today we will continue our discussion of Freemasons for Dummies by Christopher Hoda. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our thoughts and opinions are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions via our website at theworkingtoolspodcast.com. Today on the Working Tools Podcast, we have our usual crew of three. We have very worshipful brother David Colbeth uh, from King Solomon Lodge Number 60, worshipful brother Stephen Chung from Prince Charles 153 in Kelowna, British Columbia, and I'm Matt Apple, and I'm a member of Mill Creek Number 243 here in lovely Mount Lake Terrace, Washington. And uh, so we're continuing our discussion of the Freemasons for Dummies book. Today is going to be, uh, knowing us, probably part one of any discussion of, of chapter one of the book, uh, which is Lodges, Aprons, and Funny Handshakes, Freemasonry 101. At least that's what it's called in my edition of the book. We, we discovered as we were preparing for this episode that each of us has a different edition of the book. So I have the first edition and, and David has the second edition, I think, and, and Stephen has the third edition. So there may be some some funny little translation bits there, but um, I will say I, I, when someone asks me what masonry is, that is consistently one of the things I feel badly about is I really don't have a great elevator speech for it. Um, it took him whatever, 10 pages to do it. So I don't feel too bad, <laughs> but uh, yeah. What did you guys think of the, of the, the, his thoughts here on what it is that we have dedicated so much effort to? Yeah. To, to your point, I, I, I remember years ago when uh, Sam Roberts was grandmaster, he had put together kind of a paragraph ish of you know a few sentences of what what masonry is, and he encouraged us all to have our own elevator pitch. And I never memorized his, never really developed my own either. <laughs> but I, I do agree that that in one in a few words, a symbol of a sim a symbol of truth, morality, and brotherly love. This the square encompasses that, but essentially that's what we are as masons. Yeah, I've I've never really uh, nailed down one particular elevator speech either. Um, uh, I've always just uh, said to people, Freemasonry is a journey uh, of learning and uh, self-discovery, really. Um, and I can never really explain it fully um, other than it's a lifestyle. Right. Um, and then they go, well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> it's like, well, you know, everybody's journey is individual and, um, we all learn at different paces and, and different things come to us and are revealed to us at different times in our life. And, you know, I use an example of, um, I've been doing certain lectures now for over 20 years and pieces of those lectures, um, I'm enlightened by at different times and over the years uh, it's, it's been quite interesting as to when those are, but I, you know, the, there's the old thing that, you know, it'll come to you when you're ready for it. And I guess I just, I wasn't ready before to learn that one piece. Right. Even though I've been um, relaying it in, in the, in way of a lecture for 20 odd years right 
um, you would think that I should know it. Well, I know it, but it hasn't had that personal impact until one particular point or another. So when the, when the student is ready, the master will appear. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that, you know. I've heard it in the in the business world, success is the culmination of opportunity and preparedness. So, oh, yeah. you're so successful. Well, yeah, but they prepared and prepared and prepared, and the opportunity presented itself. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he does have at least on on page thirteen of my book, he does have a a list of things of what is Freemasonry. Oh, it goes on mm -hmm. page. It's 13 through 14 of my book. <laughs> yes. Yes, mine as well. Yeah, my, um, mine, mine's actually on page 11, but let, let's go through those, that list. <laughs> right? So, yeah, that's usually when someone asks that fraternity is definitely one of the, the first words that comes out of my mouth. Of, and then I have to say, not a college fraternity, but, a you know, a, a group of men kind of fraternity. Yeah. So it's... You know, yeah, for, yeah and, and not just any any fraternity we are bound by the obligations that we take along the uh, three degrees that we go through right um the next one there masonic laws rules and legends customs and customs uh, originate in the ancient charge charges the rules uh the rules of those craft guilds right um I don't know about that one myself, how to explain that one. But well yeah, I don't think I would bring that up if somebody were asking me what masonry is. No. But. No. but here we go. Freemasonry teaches lessons of social and moral virtues based on symbolism of the tools and the language of the ancient building trade, using the building of a structure as a symbol for the building of character in men. You know, okay. The first part of that makes sense to me. Uh, to to use as an explanation, right? Yeah, I, are, these, are these the same order as you guys have in your book? So far, yeah. I, I underline the skipping down a couple lines that we're, we're petitioners who are found to be morally and mentally qualified or admitted. And, you know, as much as we say that, I think the six steps helps to do that, but, you know, are we... Are we really validating the morality as part of their entrance? Was my morality really validated? Hmm. Good question. Because uh, how do you how do you do that? <laughs> how do you do that? That's a yeah. Unless you've known someone for years. Mm hmm. Which which there may be some implications in that sentence you just said, right? I, that was kind of the. You know, or what we include in the, I don't know if they do it in BC, but in Washington, our traditional approach is a document that's part of the six test process. process. I almost said, almost said process. <laughs> uh oh, the Canadians wearing <laughs> off on you. <laughs> and in that traditional approach, it talks about how, yeah, when you, if traditionally you come into masonry through a friend or a family member or some like coworker or a, or a community member, somebody you've known for years, as you said, Matt, and that's what the six steps is designed to do is to really help a person that come into masonry that nobody knows, has no connection with, and to develop that 
true connection and long-term understanding. And so it's, it's interesting how when lodges, they'll work through the six steps in a month or a few months, you know, even a couple of months and think, oh yeah, I know this guy. Do you, do you really know him? You know, I, I, when I'm talking to, as you say, a seeker, when I'm talking to a prospect about masonry and they're inquiring, I, I say everybody has their own litmus test on how they'll determine when they're ready to sign someone's petition. Personally, one of my tests is, would I trust you to be at home with my family when I'm not there? Hmm. And if That's I a feel good like, one. If I feel like I can trust you to be at home or if I'm out of town and my something happens, can I call you and say, hey, I'm, I can't get there. Can you please go and be with my wife and kids? If I would trust you to do that, then I probably have pretty, I would trust you with secrets and other parts of the masonry. Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess my only issue with that is I usually trust everybody until they give me a reason not to, right? You know, I'm just, I'm very trusting that way, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so un until I'm given a reason to doubt, uh, sure. I'm very open that way. But and, that's a great way to think about it. Mm -hmm. And, and. Not only morally ready, but mentally qualified. I mean, I, I appreciate that you you talk about how you require them to do ritual memorization. And we say we do, but it's always funny to me how we get these guys in and then they can't do their proficiency work. Well, if we said you had to memorize stuff and you had to do that as part of your seeking, a part of your, your six steps. Mm -hmm. You can't memorize stuff, but don't worry about it. It's not too bad. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, well, I don't expect it, somebody to be perfect, but. Yeah, we, we, we don't expect somebody to be perfect, but I absolutely will not accept a petition unless they can commit two paragraphs to memory and repeat them to me fairly well. Yeah. Right. Um, because I tell them straight up, if you can't do these two paragraphs and you can pick them, there's four on the page. You can pick any two you want, but if you can't do that, you're not going to handle the six pages coming your way. <laughs> and that's just in the first degree. <laughs> right. So, uh, but yeah, we absolutely do hold, hold strong to that one now because um, we have had many guys uh, in the past come petition and not not come back because they couldn't do the memory work well what's the point of of having them come in spend their hard-earned money to to join something uh, of this stature and to only drop it because they couldn't do the memory work wouldn't yeah. they rather know that up front yeah you know so um I, I do like the last one that's on the list here uh, in my book anyways, is Freemasonry teaches Masons to be tolerant of the beliefs of others uh, and to regard each man as their equal, deserving both their respect and their assistance, right? To be tolerant of others is so important these days um, and, uh, and to regard each man as, as an equal, right? You know, because uh, the one... The one thing is, you know, after every meeting, we meet on the level. And once our lodge is closed, you're titled, you know, where you've been and, and whatnot. 
uh, is no longer um, considered. We're just brothers, right? And, you know, as the old saying, from the ranks you rose to the ranks you shall return, right? And um, so I, I think that one there is, is so important. Um, so important. We're all equals. Got to remember that. I'm, I'm reminded of, I'm dragging us off topic, but the, uh, my, our minister one time was, um, was giving us a sermon on, uh, was on the, you know, love your enemies, uh, you know, that whole, all that foolishness. And uh, he said, you know, notice it doesn't say tolerate your enemies. Imagine you're going to bed and, and you turn to your wife and you say, I tolerate you, dear. No, no, that would not go well. <laughs> it's not the same thing. <laughs> it just every time I hear the word tolerate now, that's the the one springs to mind. <laughs> yeah, it, but is there some somewhere in there too? You don't have to. You don't have to like them. You have to love them, but you don't have to like them. I, I don't know. There was there. I was listening to another podcast, which shall not be named. Um, okay, it was the Masonic Roundtable, and uh, they they did an episode about brotherly love and about um it wasn't even necessarily about conflict in the lodge it was about how how brotherly love manifests itself in different aspects and stuff i thought it was really interesting so yeah but don't listen to that listen to us don't avert your eyes i i i'm sure those guys don't listen to us and so i don't have any concern about that i i i, I thought oh it popped up into my on my youtube feed last week i thought oh i should just watch one of the shows and within the first 15 or 20 minutes i felt like i was on a game show or something i just i, I don't know they're doing so many little odd like i think it was a tarot of the week or something like tarot card of the week or whatever and they had the music and i, I thought what are we on a game show at this is <laughs> late night i mean i guess it works for them and they whatever it just was funny i mean they'll probably ridicule us for doing freemasons for dummies but whatever <laughs> It just, it was interesting. I did to go over and start listening to them. <laughs> Sorry, guys. If you're, if anybody happens to listen, I'm not, it just was interesting. I, I don't know. No. Um, oh, yeah. The, the book. That's it. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> I just find one of the things that I try to explain to people who are new to masonry or, or, or asking questions is that there's not a, whatever grand lodge of the united states or grand lodge of the world or whatever that every given that the grand the ugle gets some some difference there is still like you know there's no just because it's that way in tennessee doesn't mean it's it is here or in japan or in south africa every place is different and every you know within certain parameters we're all sovereign groups and i i that's hard to explain sometimes what do you mean matt You've not received the 66th degree yet? Apparently not. <laughs> not high enough level to know the truth. Uh, yeah, well, the, that uh, that leads to the last line in what do Masons do? Uh, you know, still an important mission of the Masonic Lodge is to make new Masons, and it's accomplished by conferring degrees, which brings us to the fact that there are only three degrees. In, in, Freemason, in Freemasonry, you know, and in conferring the three degrees, you know, the ceremonies a new member must go through are called degrees. And, and, and I love telling them all, 
no matter what crazy things you think are about to happen, remember, we've all survived it. We've all been there. We've all done that, right? And, you know, uh, it, just to try and put their minds at ease because if, no matter how much homework they've done, they're still, I don't know what's about to happen to me, right? Right. And I tell people who are interested not to do the homework, to, to come with, into it as with as fresh a mind as possible. So, which, yeah. is, which is an important I think if they can do that, that's the best way, right? No expectations, you know. Mm -hmm. And the only expectation I put on them is that they show up with a carrot sticking out of their chest pocket. And I tell them, it's not for the goat. It really <laughs> isn't. There, there's a whole other purpose behind it. And, and then, you know, it isn't until their night of initiation that I reveal that reason to them, right? You know which I can't reveal here or everybody I talk to now moving forward would know, <laughs> but it is very, very, very important. Right. So, um, yeah, I still, I still do that. Um, yeah. So here we go on the, on the degrees, the degrees are a progression and must take place in proper order. Each builds on the previous one and the degrees are connected by the story of the construction of Solomon's temple. Right, which I think is enough to give them an idea, um, and that they know that they build on each other, right? Which is which is also another thing because when we talk about the memory work involved and and whatnot, and I, and I tell them about the six pages coming up, I said, but don't worry about it because in the second degree, you just say all the stuff I said before, but with these additions, right? <laughs> Right. So the fact that it's only three pages, you know, after that, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't read ahead or check it all out so much that I thought the story of King Solomon's Temple and everything they were teaching me was true. Mm. Right. It's not. Or, or real. <laughs> it's symbolic. <laughs> it was like my first year, I got that later, my first year, I was like, well, that's uh, just a. That's just an analogy. What? <laughs> <laughs> and the parts that are based on the Bible, you make you wonder: Were there that many people involved in building this thing? What was the population of Israel at the time? Mm -hmm. And now, fifteen years later, I think: Well, what's the significance of those numbers? Now I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the you know I like that the uh, they've touched on it here. Depending on the lodge. Like this is the third point in the conferring the degree section. Depending on the lodge, advancing from one degree to the next can take days, weeks, months, or even years. Right now, generally, we try to get them through within a year or two, um, but it can take years. I mean, I I know brothers that have were traveling salesmen, and back in the day when everything was communicated mouth to ear. Um, there were no ritual books, there were no codex, there were none of that. And um, so I, I, I imagine it, it did take years for brethren to get through the degrees. Um, just to be able to be do their proficiencies would have taken forever in a day. Right. But it leads to the thing, don't be in a hurry. It's a journey. Yeah, I think when we 
sorry, Matt. But I think I think when we move a guy forward because he maybe is having some difficulty memorizing, I think we're doing him a disservice in that just give him some time. Keep at it. Keep at it. I think you'll you'll they'll get better. They will get better. And maybe at some point there's just a diminishing law of diminishing returns, but they'll generally the more you practice, the more you practice. And I find it seems like a lot of the guys that I see that quote I'm air quoting here can't do the proficiency. They're really not doing the work at home. Right. What I really suspect. But do you guys also provide coaches? Yeah. 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 I mean, when I say at home, I mean outside of, I mean, I know one of the guys that I know a guy that, you know, he got his, was working on his degree and he got a certificate in uh, project management. You know, he's done all this educational work and others. So he's obviously able to learn and memorize things to be able to take tests and do those kind of things. And so uh, I think it's just a matter of priorities really. Yeah. 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 Well, it's like guys who say, well, I don't have time. You know, masonry is not something you find time for you make time for. Yeah. Right. And, um, it's no different than the proficiency. Yeah. You got to make time for it. If you don't, you know, then it's just not a priority for you. Right. Because uh, right. we do the things we prioritize. That's for sure. I wrote in the margin, true proficiency. Is proficiency just the memorization of words? No. I, Proficiency is is repeating them, uh, you know, telling the story back to the lodge um, in a way that we believe you actually understand what you're saying and, and that you've absorbed and, and uh, comprehended the experience that you had. But again, is that that's proficient in that memorization work? What what makes a man? What makes an entered apprentice proficient? We talk about the what we just talked about in our last few shows, the cardinal virtues, so cardinal virtues. Is are we even? But is he displaying those seven cardinal virtues? Liberal arts and sciences. What's that? Seven liberal arts and sciences. Liberal arts and sciences. Thank you, sir. Four cardinal virtues. Liberal. Seven liberal arts and sciences. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody is he displaying the virtues? Is he displaying the four cardinal virtues? Is he displaying those elements that he was just taught in the first degree? Just like we say, is the guy moral when he wants to join? How do we know he's moral? How do we know he's proficient in his degree? And one of the things he recommends here in the book is that maybe some lodges they have him do a research paper and present the research paper, which may or may not tell a guy whether he's proficient or not, but. Are, should we test a man against what we have told him he should be tested against, which is the mm. ritual work in the lectures, right? Good point. Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> David Colbeth. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I steal a lot of ideas from people too, so I'm, I'm sure I heard it somewhere. <laughs> Yeah. Well, being being Probably that a member must prove his proficiency in in his degree before moving up, proficiency is uh, usually is accomplished by memorizing a portion of the ritual and reciting it in front of the other members. Um, some lodges require the member to present that paper, but so for us, we we really 
when we do our coaching, right, we, our coaches do things a little bit differently. When you see uh, a brother do his proficiency for a particular degree, nowadays with the coaching that we do, you would think he wrote that. You, you, you know that he understands the words he's saying, that he, that it has meaning to him. And, and you can tell by the way he presents it back to us, right? Um, whereas before, back in the day, it could have just been a, a recording that was being, you know, re- regurgitated verbally. Um, and so, like, one of our coaches, he says, you know, when a guy is stumbling on a particular paragraph or section, it's usually because he doesn't comprehend what he's saying. And so we actually stop the process. We analyze the verb, the words that are being said. And, and does he understand this? Do we, and then we delve into what part we need to, right? So that he gets the meaning or he gets the understanding. And, and I'll tell you, it's made a huge difference. And I truly believe that these guys uh, that are, are coming through um, the degrees now and coming through our, our uh, mentorship program are truly understanding the, what it was they experienced um, it, and not just reiterating the, the words they were told to memorize. So I, it's interesting. You, we got into a little discussion here about proficiency and that sort of stuff because I'm, and that there's a, a paragraph in the book, obviously, or so checklist in the book i am 98 percent sure i've heard chris hoda talk on a podcast or two and i am 98 percent sure that he was a one day whatever they call it blue lightnings <laughs> one day curl guy so he probably did not do these things i'm not saying he hasn't since and i i think he's been master of his lodge and he's you know he's obviously a masonic luminary but not all masons do these things yeah, <clears throat> this is true. Uh, you know, yeah, he's he's an Indiana Mason. They do a lot of first one day degrees. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've heard of those things being done, but I've never experienced it. Um, I don't know very many Masons that have experienced that, uh, but it's 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 not widely done here in our jurisdiction, anyways. Yeah, yeah. We had a there was a period there where for some reason it seemed to be catching on here and then all of a sudden it came to a screeching halt and i've only heard of one in the last i don't know five or ten years even that where they've done it they had, they did one up here uh, it was a bunch of guys who had joined a clandestine lodge thinking they were in real masonry and wanted to join the Glen lodge of washington instead and so they decided eh, you're close enough and so they did a, did a one-day uh, conferral for them but, uh, mm. yeah it's not as like i said there was a period there where they did it a couple times in a year and and uh, yeah, but that seems to have stopped since. Anyway, so um, I feel like we're sort of wrapping up for, for this section of the book, um, but there are more pages to come in chapter one. So we will have to have a second, a second discussion. Um, as usual, uh, as I, I, I always mean to say in the beginning about contacting us, because I feel like people, I start wrapping up and people go, oh, okay, and then they tune out. So I, I should start saying in the beginning, 
hey, please contact us, uh, whatever, Facebook, uh, email, etc. We'd be uh, happy to hear from you and hear your thoughts on the book and on our, our wonderful erudite ramblings. And, and, and don't forget, I think this will come out before then, Conference of Grandmasters. If you're mm-hmm. going to be in town in Seattle, we will be there or be square. Well, yes. or squared or plumber. I think they're still looking for volunteers to help out with some things too. So, but the, but we, the podcast, at least two thirds of us, I think will, will be there. And uh, we'll, uh, we will, if you're walking down the hallway, maybe you'll have a chance to, to appear on an episode of the pod for a small donation. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, but with that, on behalf of uh, Steve and David, I'd want to say thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you soon on the working tools podcast. Goodbye.